0: to the Pop Culture Posicast. This is the show where we find all the good stuff in items of pop culture. Movies, music, comics, TV shows, you name it we're going to find the fun stuff in it. I'm Pepe Pat and joining me as always is my co-host Jazzy Jared.
1: Yup, yup, yep, yep. You're a jazzy wood! So jazzy! <laughs> <laughs>
2: hello pat i love how our intro says movies music comics yes (laughs) it's really movies 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 and movies so far so far so far people keep suggesting movies that i think you know they're good suggestions so when we post these out you know feel free to comment if you want us to listen to a certain cd or uh, that you think is unfairly judged or you know comic book or you know anything whatever pop culture posit. cast but I, i like watching the movies anyway hey everyone Let me do a quick reminder on what our mission is with this podcast. Let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to tackle a controversial or possibly even generally disliked item of pop culture. We're going to give you our honest opinions and overall feelings on it. But most importantly, we're going to take the time to shine a light on all the positive aspects of tonight's feature. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to try to convince anyone to like something that they don't like. All right. So if you don't like Superman 3, spoiler, that's what we're going to talk about. We're not going to try to convince you to like it. It's up to you. We're just going to point out the good stuff in it. We're not going to encourage fandom battles. Please do not get on our social medias and start telling people they suck for liking it or telling people they suck for not liking it. Just let people have the opinions that they're going to have. Just respect everybody's fandom, Everybody fans in a different way. And we're not going to tell anyone you're wrong. If you don't like Superman 3, then just don't like it. That's fine. We're not going to say you're wrong, but we're just going to take our time to shine our light
0: on it. How's that sound to you, Pat? That sounds absolutely, positively awesome. (laughs) Like I said in the opener, we're 100% about finding the good in everything. And as an added bonus, every episode will end with a segment called Positively Practical. Jazzy Jared has been in the communication and leadership training business for over 10 years. So he's going to give you some practical advice that you can incorporate into your everyday life at the end of every episode. And I look forward to that personally. I like to add whatever Jazzy Jared's got going on to my weekly day-to-day stuff.
2: So Jazzy! So
0: Jazzy! That's right, we're going to enhance your life skills while we talk about fun pop culture stuff. So let's get started. All right, as usual, this episode is
2: sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Your best choice for hardbinding the special comics in your collection. Now, newsflash, newsflash, Omaha Bound has said they are taking off the fiscal year. So that's starting at the end of – well, late fiscal year. They're taking off a year, starting at the end of October. They're not going to be taking any more hardbound offers. They're going to finish the ones they have. But that doesn't mean they're not doing anything. They're going to be working on some larger projects. And you can still go to the omahabound.com website and buy some of their collected editions that they custom make there. So please do check out omahabound.com. See if they got anything you'd want to buy see what projects they have that you might want to back. And we'll keep you abreast of all their projects since they are our, I'd say they're our favorite sponsor. Wouldn't you bet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think they're our number one favorite. Definitely. Okay. They're our only sponsor, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. do love Tim over there, at Omaha bound and we're happy that they're a part of the long box family. So definitely keep checking at OmahaBound.com and we'll let you know what the updates are here on our podcast. Okay, with that, on this episode of Pop Culture PositCast, we're going to be finding the good in Superman 3 from 1983.
1: When it's time for adventure, it's time for Superman. Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor. In Superman 3, this time, Richard Pryor has come to Metropolis. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's got something to sell. (laughs) He's the best con man and the world's greatest computer genius.
3: Let me tell you something.
1: I can't ski. But then he falls (laughs) for a scheme to turn the ultimate computer into the ultimate weapon. Well, what would it do for me? It would do anything you tell me to tell it to do. A machine so powerful Baby, it's Daddy! It can control the Earth. Now, getting down to business. Change the weather something you and reprogram Superman
0: but you never get here
1: well I hope you don't expect me to save you because I don't do that anymore <laughs> he didn't die I asked you to kill Superman and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing Ah. All right, Webster, the game's over. But only the man who pulled the switch on Superman Oh, uh, see. I'm not with them, Superman. You're gonna fool me, mister. can pull the plug on Super Machine. You're going to go down history as the man who killed Superman. Um, No. Your brother superman 3 uh watch the trees this time is going to be the best time of all
2: superman 3 was directed by richard lester and it stars the one the only christopher reeve
0: All right, the first step in every PasaCast is to give you our honest thoughts. We will always start by being upfront with you on how we feel about our topic. It's important to remember that even if we aren't super keen, super keen, I like what you did there, (laughs) (laughs) on something, that doesn't mean we can't find the good in it. So let's get going with our segment called Honest Talk.
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!
0: How do you feel about Superman 3 overall, Jared? Overall, Superman 3, I
2: like it. I love Superman 1 and 2. hmm Yeah. I like 3 and 4. They're more they're a little more throwaway to me, but I still enjoy watching them, and I'll definitely go into details when we get to the point where we highlight, you know, all of our positives. There's a lot I like about this one. I get why it can be controversial, and uh, we'll talk about that clearly when we get into the (laughs) the pit of despair, everyone's favorite segment. But, yeah, I could see where it was definitely a big tonal shift from one Mm. and two.
0: Yes, yes.
2: That might be your cup of tea. It might not. I get it. I get why some people shy away from this one. But overall, I think it's a fun experience. I feel very similar to Superman three as I do about Batman Forever, the the Val Kilmer mm-hmm. Batman, the first Joel Schumacher one. That one a lot of people poo poo on it a lot, much like a lot of people do on Superman three. But ultimately, at the end, I find it fun and charming,
0: and it doesn't bother me that much. Changing from Superman to Batman, I like Batman Forever. I like it too. I, I like it lie. more than I like. I like it better than I like Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, same here. I think this one is more of the Batman and Robin to me. Really? Yeah.
2: Superman 3 is the Batman and Robin. although, we were mixing metaphors, but yes. I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go that far because I, I found Batman and Robin to be ultimately disappointing. I'm not disappointed in Superman 3, but I'm just not swayed by it heavily in any
0: direction. You know, as we say here on the network, you got to eat the filler.
2: Yeah, I see. Yeah, it does taste like a filler.
0: This one to me is like a filler. It reminds me of reading some older pre-Crisis mm-hmm. comic books. You mm-hmm. know, it did have an old school comic feel to it. Kind of zany it. haney yes. kind of feel to it. Yes. I see. And if that. you're if you're in the mood for it, you're in the mood for it. I can see where some people thought, you know, hey, the one and two is Superman and he's it's got some edge to it or it's got some Deepness to it, some funness to it. This one was a little more, like you said, a little more odd. Yeah, a
2: little vanilla.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I wanted a little bit more out of it, but Fine. we can get to it.
2: All right. And, well, now that you know how we feel about it, we will get into some
0: more details momentarily. It's time to find out what the internet has to say. I'm interested. Every- you know, it's because it's been a long time since I've seen this, so interesting yeah. to hear what the the peeps out there have to to say. You know those internets, man. We're
2: Mm going to take a look in there in our segment called "The Pit of Despair."
1: Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. (laughs) Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick.
2: During the Pit of Despair, I get the unenviable task of finding some of the more common negative opinions on Superman 3 found on social media. So, Peppy, Pat, and I might address them. These are going to be read for you by Delvin the Dark Web Williams, who loves nothing more than to go into the Pit of Despair <laughs> and read these things that I find. He brings such a flavor to it. We do love it. So, put on your helmet,
0: Pat. Ooh, you know, I think I'm going to need more helmet. I'm going to need to put up a, a shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, an invisible shield that might help me protect myself.
2: Oh, okay. Like all things that some supercomputer might provide you. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I'd like to use all those defenses, please.
2: Okay. You're going to need them all because we're diving into those internets.
3: Hi there. Hello. How are you? It's Delvin, Dark Web. Please come sit down, have a seat. I'm about to talk to you about the pit of despair and like some of the things that I'm saying aren't going to be so nice and that's why I gave you this seat. I have to get through this for Jared and for Pat, you know, but I just want you to be prepared. Everything that I'm about to say isn't going to be so nice because we are in the pit of despair. So stick with me and let's get to comment one. This piece of bleep needs to be banished from video stores everywhere. Not only is it completely far-fetched with the whole uber-computer who has more powers than the Terminator and my Pentium 3 combined, but the plot is weak and the acting is horrible. Check out the scenes where evil Superman tries to act tough. Ooh, tough man that he is. Whatever. Don't rent this. It's an hour and a half trip into a bad place, even worse than Batman and Robin. (laughs) <laughs> I watched that movie, and uh, I mean, since I'm in a pit in despair, pit, it wasn't good. Yeah, I'll just say that much. Wow. So, oh. okay, first
2: I want to point out that it is not a 1.5-hour trip. Okay, it's a full two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a two-hour movie. <laughs> it is right at two hours, which is one of my issues with it. I think it runs long. Yes. I think it does run a little long. But, Pat, how about that comparison to Batman and Robin? I huh? didn't see that coming, did you? No, I didn't. Not at all. So I feel more like it's the Batman Forever, but you're
0: feeling the Batman and Robin. I'm feeling the Batman and Robin, yeah. And it may be a little more nostalgic for me, too, why I like Batman Forever. Me and my friend Glenn, who's a big Batman fan, we had to drive an hour down to Milwaukee to see the midnight showing of Batman Forever. You know, a little nostalgia feel for me as well, too, of why I may like that, because I remember us driving down Mm -hmm. with with a big bunch of other Batman fans in this theater to see the Mm -hmm. midnight showing of it. You know, you got that energy, that synergy going on. Same thing with me. I was a senior in high school or maybe
2: just graduated because this was a summer film. Mm -hmm. Yep. And me and my other Bat friends went to the opening night, which I never do. I mean, we got in line like three hours early so we could do the first ones and... Yeah, it was an experience for me, too. But you know what? We're talking about Superman 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. Ultimately, going back to the to the comment. Okay. Plot is weak. Acting is horrible. Check out the scenes where evil Superman tries to act tough. I got to say, I liked that part. How did you feel about the split Superman? As I liked how, like, the pure Clark Kent version fought the dark Superman. But, sure.
0: Uh, yeah. I think? do like that. That part was pretty interesting, and I liked the fight, the visual of it, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was like, wait a minute, how can he have B2?
2: Yeah, they did a the- good job at, at how they edited it and put it all together.
0: Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're, they're, what they're kind of doing here. Uh, reminds me of Liar Liar. What are you doing? I'm kicking my...
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right, you're right. <laughs> this comment's going to give me one of my favorite talking points that I'm going to just use a lot, I think, on this episode. Christopher Reeve. I adore him. I adore Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. And I think he showed us an amazing array, because he already already showed us an amazing array of talent in Superman's 1 and 2, because he plays it to where Clark and Superman really feel like two different people. Yes, yes. I mean, he's so good at that. And then he added a third character in this one with dark Superman. They even, like, with the makeup and the hairstyles,
0: like, they even look different. Even the suit. Yeah, the suit gets darker. The suit
2: gets darker. darker like tone. I just think is a showcase of Reeves' abilities, and I thought that was
0: pretty cool. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more of him being Darker Superman. I know they kind of gave you bits and pieces of it, of what he would do. And then, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go move the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and I'm going to straighten this out. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a bad boy. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Drinking and just all the other stuff that he does. I would have liked to see a little bit more of him being that way. But also, you have to also, too, this is the 80s. So, you know, they want to kind of keep it in a, in a PG or, or, you know, a state where kids can enjoy it and not get too scared.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, seeing so Superman be like that's got to be tough for a kid.
0: Yeah. But nowadays we do see that, though. If you yeah. watch, you know, the the newer movies, they get a little dark in there. That's fair. That's fair. But I did like the art aesthetics that they used to show you that, hey, this is a more evil, grittier Superman. The soup gets darker. I like that.
2: <laughs> he got the yeah. five o'clock shadow. shadow. Yeah. I like how when he left the bar, he kind of stumbled a little bit. I'm like, how much
0: booze does Superman have to drink
2: <laughs> to get a stumble <laughs> on?
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the, how much can he take, actually? Apparently, not as much as we
2: thought. <laughs> Okay, let's get into our next comment. Delvin, what do you got for us?
3: There's an interesting subplot in Superman 3 in which Superman goes bad, complete with 5 o'clock shadow and dark colors. Beyond that point of interest, this film is a disaster. It's a Richard Pryor comedy that isn't funny and incidentally has Superman in it. Ugh. Yeah. Are, Are you okay in that seat? Are you comfortable? Okay. All right. I got a couple more to read. All right. We're good. All right, Pat, that is a, a theme that I saw in
2: my internet dive. There's a lot of people who basically say this is an unfunny Richard Pryor movie that just
0: happened to have Superman in it. How would you respond to that? I do think they really were trying to showcase Pryor here.
2: Yeah, he was hot at the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. They would make different comments. He would play this kind of odd but lovable character. I did like seeing him. You mm-hmm. know, I think he brought the fun to it in certain areas. Oh, man. Computers back then were just really different. (laughs) (laughs) Look at what we got going on right now. You wouldn't think about it. But I do remember growing up in that computer age and just some of the stuff that those computers could do. But, yeah, again, this is a more lighthearted episode or issue. I'm going to call it an issue. You know, this is a lighthearted issue. It did feel totally like a comic book, like you said. It felt like
2: one of those 60s, 70s comics, Zany Haney, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. I think ultimately Richard Pryor, I thought he was charming, like you said. And, yeah. and he was, I loved it when he got to Smallville and he saw that suit, that plaid suit in the <laughs> window and like he bought it and it was just fun. The to next watch scene him. you
0: see him. Yeah. He knocks yeah. on the window he's, he's wearing a suit
2: guy. and like, Oh, he got the suit. <laughs> he's using his con man skills and abilities. Maybe the movie did lean a little too heavy on Richard Pryor. And ultimately in retrospect, that might have brought it down a bit. But I mean, it, it was his heyday. He was good in it. And he was likable and he did turn in a good performance. But I do think, like you said, Richard Pryor works best in R rated movies. (laughs) And this is a PG family movie. So he has to tone it down. I still think he did good, but Mm -hmm. I could see why people call it an unfunny Richard Pryor movie. Because, you know, when you see him in stir crazy and stuff like that, I mean, that's, that's gold. Yeah.
0: He seemed to be kind of held back a little bit.
2: And, And you have to earlier. We talked about how this movie ran a little long. I think it ran at two hours and I think he could have trimmed down some of the Richard Pryor stuff. I mean, it'd be hard to pick and choose because he gave a lot of gold, but I think some of it could have been trimmed down and and getting your movie more at like an hour and 45. Yeah. All right. Let's see
3: what else we got. Comment number three, Delvin, please. I'll be frank. Superman three is not a good film. Having heard from both people who loved the movie and hated the movie, I watched it with an open mind. But in the end, it was clear to me that this movie is weak. Very weak. Hopefully, you know, the coffee that I gave you, it isn't weak and everything, and you're sitting there comfortable in a chair? Okay.
2: I think, Pat, is the weak
3: film
0: of the four? Yes, I believe it is. It's the weaker of them. You like four better? It fights the nuclear man? You know, it's been a while. It's been a long time since I've watched all of them. Mm -hmm. So from what I remember about four, I think I kind of like because you got more of that him fighting somebody here. Superman's just kind of fighting a computer.
2: That's a good point. A lot of people consider four the weakest link, and I think I'm in that camp. But I might be persuaded to change into saying it might be three because at least four had the return of Gene Hackman.
0: That too. Always a
2: welcome addition.
0: And this villain was—I
2: mean, it was Robert Vaughn. He's good. Yeah, the man from Uncle. Yeah, that's true. But he did feel like a we couldn't get Gene Hackman replacement.
0: (laughs) True, true. And then they, well, you know, and then his his sister, and then his love interest, and all (laughs) that—they were all just replacements of what was in one and two.
2: There's you know, I, he gave me two things to run my mouth about there. One is I one of my favorite lines that Richard Pryor delivers in the movie, Cracked Every Time, is when his sister comes down the stairs, he meets for the first time and goes, You didn't tell me your mother was here. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sister. And what I did like what they did with the love interest, the, mm-hmm. the beautiful blonde, was I like how they turned it on its ear to where she acted Like the way she's supposed to act, like a ditzy, but like she was actually quite smart.
0: Yeah, halfway in the movie, she's like reading this book and then she hides it. (laughs) (laughs) She
2: hides, you want people to know she's smart? Yep. I thought that was clever. Till the end. Yeah, she busted out some smarts at the end too. Yep. (laughs) Very clever. But weak overall, I guess I could see that. In in this pit of despair, I could see where an objective person would watch it and say it was weak. Because it sounded like that commenter was watching it later in life. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a filter because we thought we were kids. So it yeah. has a place in our heart. I mean, Christopher Reeve owns a big piece of my heart
0: because of these movies.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. One more, Pat. We can survive one more trip yeah. to them internets.
3: Here we go. Delvin, what do you got? This Superman movie, along with the following sequel, is one of the sorriest excuses for a movie ever conceived by producers. The whole thing just reeks. It's as bad as a movie can get, and the folks responsible for this sloppy, junky, stupid movie clearly had no respect for moviegoers. It is a total embarrassment for everyone involved. Well, yeah, that was a pit of despair, and hopefully you guys weren't too bad. Oh, I forgot to remind you. By the way, that seat, unlike the randomizer that's used in Jason and Jared's action film Face-Off, it did have spikes in it. <laughs> you suck!
2: Pat, is it a total embarrassment, and is it as bad as a movie can
1: get?
0: No, I would have to say I've seen Bad. Oh yeah, I've seen some really bad movies. This person has clearly never seen Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, <laughs> which I have
2: multiple times.
0: Uh, there's some movies that I've just turned off.
2: <laughs> I've never, t- <laughs> I've never turned off. A- okay, that's a lie. I turned off Showgirls, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but I watch a lot of Mystery Science Theater and rip sure. track. so like bad movies are part of my life. But yeah. In- anyway, Pat, I- I'm doing my thing and talking over you because I'm so excited to be positive. I want your thoughts on is this. Bad, 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 and should they be embarrassed?
0: You know, I don't think they should be that embarrassed. They had to put out a movie. I'm sure people were clamming for a movie at this time. Uh, You know, they wanted another Superman movie. And so, here's what you have. And again, like I said, this is kind of a filler. Even though it's not the best of the movies, it's still a Superman movie. And he does triumph. You know, you see his down, his lows, and then you see him come to a high. Mm Mm-hmm. You see that in the love interest in here as well, too. You know, that's, to me, is kind of the better part of this movie is now you have Lana involved and you have Lois not around. Mm -hmm. You have the love interest of Superman falling in love with his old high school person that he liked from back then and finally getting someplace with that. At the end, she's working and in Metropolis with him.
2: That was like one of the coolest parts of it to me is like you're stuck with this. What's going to happen next soap yeah. opera moment? And, you just,
0: and, and just the parts with Lois coming back like that and her knowing, oh, I saw your article, Clark, and blah, blah, blah. You know, she's starting to have these feelings. You uh-huh. can tell that, you know, let's talk about it over, oh, well, I'm sorry, Lois, but I've already got a lunch date with the new secretary. And here comes Lana walking in.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think Annette O'Toole is just
2: about as charming as anybody can get. I think she's wonderful in this movie. I think she's gorgeous. I Mm -hmm. think she turns in a great performance. When they brought her back as Martha Kent in Smallville. Yes. I was thrilled with that. She played that part so well. She still is gorgeous. Uh, let me just be straight up, I, I fawn over Annette O'Toole, okay? Yeah, I, I, I do. I agree, <laughs> I, do. I agree.
0: She's definitely, a. I
2: I know it's not officially in our pit of despair, but when I was looking through the despair, one person I think had a fairly legitimate comment, though, they said Annette O'Toole's great and all, but we feel like, when we watch it, that it's almost stealing time from us, because we know that ultimately it's Clark and Lois, so it's like you're almost watching a waste of time side romance that you know isn't gonna Mm pan out. And I'm like, yeah, I guess when you've got that grand scheme, I see where that person's coming from. But eh, I still thought going home to Smallville and all that was kind of cool. Yeah. But hey, good news, Pat. We're done. We made
0: it out of the pit of despair. We did it! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) We did it! Woo! We survived another dive into the internet. This calls for some celebration, and we do that on this show in our most important segment called Gimme the Good Stuff.
1: Tell me something!
0: During Give Me the Good Stuff, Jared and I will each reveal our list of about three things that we liked about today's feature. So let's get cracking. Jared, what Hmm. is one of your three?
2: One of my three, surprise to no one. Superman 3 gives me an opportunity to see Christopher Reeve play Superman again, and gosh dang Mm -hmm. it, I'm going to take every ounce of that I can get. I don't care if it's the best superman movie or the worst superman movie in someone's opinion or whatever it's Chris reeve playing superman and clark kent i actually like his clark kent performance best. Mm-hmm. and we get dark superman like i got to see Chris reeve play superman and i will appreciate every second i can get of that that's my strong number one out of the gate what about you
0: I'm going to agree with that as well, too. Uh, Just like I said, it's been such a long time since I've seen the Christopher Reeves movies. So I was really excited to see him play that again. And I just was like, oh, man, I should go watch one and two again. Just his behavior, his character, that swagger he had when he's in the costume and just that it's me, Superman. And you're right. Uh, Just his Clark Kent as well, too. I really like Christopher Reeves. to see. Him in other movies, like one of my all-time ultimate Christopher Reeves movie is Somewhere in Time, because it's a totally different take on who he is, and Christopher Reeve can just play this mm-hmm. very great emotional movie. guy. Great movie, I think. Uh, again, that's one of my all-time ultimate movies, and he's paired with another great actress in that movie. And in this movie, I also like you know we talked about O'Toole's role in this. He was paired with another great. Actor that he could play off of and seeing his kind of comedy style playing off of Richard Pryor, yeah, was kind of interesting. <laughs> you saw him, you know, kind of laugh and have some I, You could see that he was kind of having fun when he was with Pryor, yes, definitely.
2: Okay, so let's hop into our second round. Then we both had Christopher Reeve as mm-hmm. our first. Here's a shocker for you my second round is Annette O'Toole. Oh, I okay. find her completely lovely and charming. We've talked about her to death, so. I just love her Lana Lang. I, I'm smitten, Pat. I'm yes. smitten by Annette O'Toole. She's my number two
0: positive thing from this film. I agree with that. I really enjoyed her. And when I was surprised when she came in, I'm like, oh, I know that girl. And then she's just got that lovable look to her, that charming look to her. And then when it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, yeah, she is. she's Ma Kent in Smallville. And I'm like, oh, man, such a great callback. And Absolutely. to have her come back like that in Smallville. And knowing that she was Lana in this one, oh, that was awesome to see. Uh, Another positive thing that I really liked in this one was just the overall fun they were having in this Mm -hmm. Superman or Clark going back, just the funny they were having with him and Lana, the fun Richard Pryor was having in this. I thought it was fun. You know, if this was a movie that I wanted to just kind of eat some popcorn and enjoy, uh, just kind of vegging out. Wouldn't be bad. I'd watch it again. What do you have for your third?
2: For my third and final round, let's see, we've done Christopher Reeve, done another tool. I got to give it to Richard Pryor. I thought he was fun. I thought he was entertaining. Like you said, the whole atmosphere felt fun. You really, really put a nice point on it when you said it felt old school comic booky Mm -hmm. because I felt that when I watched. I said, this really feels like an old school comic book where Superman would end up fighting a robot at the end and got this Gus character who's a lot of fun and Superman and Gus meet. And Gus doesn't like to fly. He's like the only guy that doesn't (laughs) like Superman flying him around. (laughs) Those little nuances are charming. I love the way that Superman drops Gus off because he doesn't like to fly. He drops him off at like the... The coal mine. The coal mine. And does that total Superman thing where he takes that extra moment to say, hey, you know, talk to your boss and tell him he could do a lot worse than hiring this man right here. It's like, wow, yeah, that extra mile that Superman is trying to help a guy out, you know, Who a guy trying with to a good him.
0: heart. Yeah. yeah, and he knew he had a good heart. He could tell. Yeah.
2: that's I, I kind of pulled a pat there and wrapped a few things into my, my <laughs> round three. But ultimately, just the charm and the fun of it really kind of brought
0: forth by Richard Pryor I, I like. What about you? I agree again, too, with the Richard Pryor aspect. He was fun. It's been a long time since I've seen a movie with Richard Pryor in it, so uh, it was great bringing back all those memories of this time with Richard Pryor, Christopher mm-hmm. Reeves, Monetto O'Toole, some of the other actors in here as well, too. Um, like you said, the guy from The Man from U.N.C.L.E., you know? Yeah, uh,
2: Robert Vaughn. Yep. I can't remember the name of the actor who played, like, the big shot of Smallville, the guy who was always picking on Clark. Uh, oh, Brad. He was the, the yeah, Brad, I think is his name. <laughs> He's great, just I mean his character's not great. You hate him, but yeah. The is great. He was he in Never role, Say but... Never Again with Sean Connery, you know how I feel about Bond movies. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. You
3: that's know, right. so it was he I was like
2: oh, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I, I just finally put that puzzle together and Never Say Never Again came out in nineteen eighty three. That was like oh, that okay. guy's big year. I was like, Dang, he was in James Bond Answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, now that you said I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> but some of the effects I thought were pretty good, you know, it's nineteen eighty. Four eighty three so Yeah, eighty
2: three and this one did have some budget issues as I understand it. Like it got its budget cut. So with what they had, I think you're right. I think it looked good. It did they did the Which, best that they could with best it. Best they could, know. yeah.
0: But I'm gonna go with, you know, this again reminds me of the older earlier comic books where you had a beginning and you had an end, and you had some fun in between. It got a little zany, but if you were uh, well worth it to kind of let it play all itself out. It all came back to where they started. You know, they started off with the beginning of Clark wanting to go back to Smallville and Lois going off. So, you know, they kind of got a story of why Lois got away, why she's not in this, and why Jimmy's not in it as much either, because it gets hurt in the beginning. And then they come back at the end. Uh, They, You know, they even fix the issue that Perry's having with the bingo playing machine. (laughs) (laughs) why do i gotta draw these out why is it a waste of my time blah, blah, blah. and then at the end the girl fixes it and go oh this is now automated all you gotta do is just press spot
2: <laughs> and it blows up yes i love the opening scene where the ladies like they're obviously trying to have a conversation to figure out you know who's going to do what assignment for the planet and this and that And the ladies keeps interrupting them with those stupid bingo balls And if you watch Christopher Reeve do the whole thing as Clark, he cuts her these looks like, lady, give me a break. (laughs) I'm trying to get something done here. They're hilarious, the looks he cuts her.
0: Yep, yep. So, yeah, his comedy styling is pretty good too in in this. So, I just, you know, it brought me back that nostalgia of the one and done, the quick, the easy. It may may be a little bit crazy, but, you know, I'm going to take the toys, I'm going to play with them, and then I'm going to put it right back to where we were. Yeah. With those three positive things out of the way from us, now let's wrap it up with our final thoughts on Superman 3. Jared.
2: Yeah, I've been pretty transparent with my thoughts, but ultimately, do I think it's a great Superman movie? No. Do I think it's a really good Superman movie? No. Is it a decent Superman movie? Yeah, I think it is. Great diversion, great time waster, especially if you put yourself in that headspace of it being a old school comic with a little bit of zany feel to it. I. Ultimately, I enjoyed it. Again, I'm going to take every possible chance I can get to soak up Christopher Reeve as Superman. And I don't need a whole heck of a lot more than that. And there was plenty of other fun diversions in it. So ultimately, yeah, I like it. It's been part of my VHS to DVD to Blu-ray collection my entire life. And I don't regret it.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you there, too. Is it the best? No. Is it the worst? No. There's some other worst superhero movies out there. In the end, would I watch it again? Yeah. You know, and I think the reason why I would watch this again is, again, Superman, Christopher Reeves, just to see him portray that character again is uh, definitely worth it. And then just to have that feeling of, you know, 1984, this brought back so many memories. I was trying to go back and, man, man, did I see this in the theater? I'm sure I did. What was going on? It's that turning point for me, too, is 1984, I was probably 11 year old getting to be that sweet spot of getting into comic books and just all the changing that was going on in 1984 for me as a kid. So it just really brought back a lot of memories. And so I, I just like going back and seeing how this movie was, uh, you know, like I said, the computers, Oh man, the computers <laughs> 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 to have it do the well, you know what it was doing. And Just the craziness that they thought about what a computer could do. And basically, you know, some of that stuff is like, yeah, you know, now i got this little thing in my hand, you know, that's controlling way more than what it should in my life. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, with that, let's get into the segment I promised earlier, the one that can help you in your day-to-day life. Jesse Jarrett's Positively Practical.
1: Gather round me. Everybody, gather round me while I preach some. You got to accentuate the positive, eat limb. Mind it the negative and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.
2: You got to spread joy. Why, thank you, Pat. This time around, let's talk about feedback, giving people feedback, okay? Telling somebody they did a good job, or maybe telling somebody that they need some improvement, all right? Either way, that's feedback. And first thing I want to point out to our listener, our audience, is we as humans do a really good job focusing on giving people negative feedback. We love to tell people when they're wrong, when they've messed up, and when they're not doing something right. As humans, we're wired, unfortunately, to the negative. I would challenge you to use more positive feedback in your day-to-day life than you do negative. And it's going to take work because, again, we are wired to do the negative. Oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. This person didn't do this. This person didn't do that. But we often, often overlook the positive things that people do. And just like anything else, if you want a repeated behavior, you got to give people positive feedback. And there's a good way to do it. And ultimately, what I'm going to tell you to do is be specific when you give feedback. Now this goes for either positive or negative feedback, but I want to focus on positive because I want you guys out there in listener land to give more positive feedback than you do negative. Again, often overlooked. I want it to be specific. So for example, you know, let's use a domestic example. If my uh, wife, she loves to cook. Okay. Let's say she makes a dinner and I think it's particularly good. And I really like that dinner. I have a couple routes I can go. I can either not say anything because we're not wired to get positive feedback. And now what are the odds that I'm going to see that delicious dinner again? Not great. My second option is I can say, hey, dinner tonight was really good. And that's good, right? My odds of seeing that dinner again have just mm-hmm. gone up tremendously because I actually took the time to get positive feedback. But if you add specifics to it, if you say dinner tonight was excellent, I really liked the way you cooked the roast. You clearly put a little extra time into it. The seasonings you picked were just right. It was tender. It fell apart. Man, I didn't even need a knife. I was able to just cut it with my fork. It was great. Now what are the odds I'm going to see that again? Pretty high. So, today's positively practical is give feedback, give positive feedback, and when you do it, add specifics to it. The more specifics you add to it, the bigger deal you make out of it, the more likely you're going to see that positive behavior become a trend. And now you spread positivity. To other people. And that's what we're all about here. At Positively practical. Right, Pat? You, bet, Jared. All right. Same thing applies. If you have to give a negative feedback, if you need a corrective behavior, again, be specific. Because if you do something that I don't like, you know, let's say we work together, Pat. And at the end of the day, I'm like, Pat, you really messed up today. You're what? probably going to have follow up questions, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? Exactly. So give us something you really messed up today. That's, you've done nothing but create chaos and negativity. If you have a corrective feedback, tell them exactly what they messed up. And then the extra on that is to tell them how they could do better in the future. Let me back that up. Instead of telling them how they could do better in the future, ask them. Okay. Now that we've pointed out this one thing that you specifically kind of went wrong for you today, what do you think you could do in the future? Well, I could have been a little more prepared. I could have thought this through. I could have talked to this guy who could have helped me. Exactly. Let's do that in the future. Okay. You can use that with your coworkers, spouse. Your kids, if you're out there in listener land. You've got kids. Kids mm-hmm. are always messing up, right? And you just tell them, "Ah, oh, you suck. Not going to get very far." But you got to tell them what went wrong and how to fix it, and ask them the question, let them answer the question. Sometimes you got to guide kids more than <laughs> more than others, but anytime you can get someone else to solve their own problem is best. So double and back. Be very specific. No matter which kind of feedback you give, I challenge listeners out there in their coming weeks. Challenge yourself to do two positive feedbacks. A day once before lunch, once after lunch. Open communication is always the best. Absolutely. Specific positive feedbacks. Imagine what the world would be like if everybody did a specific positive feedback twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. That's a lot of positivity, Pat. Definitely. These are the kind of things that you can find over on. I have a little podcast called leadership tips with Jared. That's my more <clears throat> professional podcast and that's at LTWJ pod on Twitter. And if those are the kind of leadership tips and positivity tips that you want in your life, go check it out. They're a little snippet show. It's like I try to keep them under 15 minutes every time with little things that can help benefit you.
0: I like Like them. I enjoy them. I always uh, go back and listen to a few of them because, you know what, I always need some help. You know what, I have to go back and listen to my own episodes (laughs) because we
2: all slip and mess up things too. So if that's something that appeals to you, check out Leadership Tips with Jared. It's available on all your podcasts as well. But anyway... This is not a big advertisement for Leadership Tips with Jared, but uh, once again, that's at LTWJpod on <laughs> <laughs> Leadership Tips with Jared on Facebook. Uh, anyways, with that, it's time to give out some more positivity and show some love to our Crusaders Club members. the fine folks who have joined our crusade they get discounts from my online store theyardsLRs.com early access to special episodes free raffle giveaways voting on show programming all the good stuff these are the folks getting it done And Helica Woof Anthony at tfu.info
0: Elburn Elvis has left the podcast <laughs> Bill Beer Blasted or Stash It Bob Busta Busta Braxton Underwood Clinton Robison Dave Collins the, Wagon. Duchess. the Duchess Gerald Green Greg Van Leuven I The Collector
2: Ivor Evans Jeremy L Jim Jarman Joe Thomas John Walton Jose Poyo, Josh Principal
0: Strickland Slackers Mysterious Mark Hatherly Maxwell Traver Miranda W Paul Picks Rick from Jeff and Rick Present Rob Morgan Ryan Daly Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Come on down. Toronto Cop. And our one-time donor, Brad Morn.
2: If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Just remember that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we'll add you soon. But no problem. Just let us know if we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll fix it. And if you're asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Yes.
0: Jared, how do I become a Crusaders Club member?
2: Super easy. You just go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Offer now valid in all areas. Jason Albrecht (laughs) now (laughs) accepted. And with that, we've got a little bit of feedback, Pat, on our last episode where we covered Zardoz. Zardoz, Pat. People wanted to talk about Sardas. <laughs> Pat, pull a
0: comment. I'm going to take one from Green Adren HG. And he says, Pat, just take it. Take the trophy. That Prince pitch voice made me crack up, <laughs> up laughing. <laughs> Smiley so face. You're so fancy. You're so sweet, boy. You're so fancy, one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like little fancy. Oh man, normally I steal the trophies, but I feel like you earned that one. I did a little fancy. I I still stole it. GLHG went on to say a positively great episode, guys. I've never seen Zardoz and I just hadn't gotten to it. I've heard lots of bad things about it, but that never puts me off. I like to make my own opinion and not let critics or others do it for me. I'll find it soon and give it a try. Well, cool, man. Let us know what you think. It's a trip, brother. (laughs) It's a trip.
0: Definitely. Definitely an experience. And I I think I'm still. Better for watching it. Yeah, I don't
2: regret watching Zardo. No,
0: you know, now I can speak about it. Mm -hmm. I will take one from Rick from Unpacking the Power of the Power Pack. And he says, it's been years since I watched this. I remember my best friend and I rented it because we were big fans of Highlander. We were very confused by the ending of the film. If nothing else, it is just a very memorable flick. And it has been good for a laugh between us for many years.
2: It's definitely a movie you could bond with over a friend because it's definitely. a shared experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I, and and that's what I kind of liked about doing it with you on this one. We were able to talk about it, um, watching it. It was your first time. Same for me. Yeah, yeah. So we bonded over it ourselves. We did. We bonded over
2: a
1: Sean Connery <laughs> movie. Ooh. Ooh.
0: In more ways than one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sean from the Secret Wars and Beyond podcast chimed in and said, I appreciate Pat leaning into the episode and recording in a Zardoz style mankini. You still did wearing it. Yeah, still yeah. Wearing it, Yeah,
0: still wearing it. It's not just for Zardoz anymore. Mm-mm. I'm
2: wearing the uh,
0: full-blown Superman suit tonight. Ooh, very cool. I could say you look very good in that one. Thank you.
2: You look good mm-hmm. in your mankini. <laughs> positive, man. It's all about being positive. I like your helmet with the face on the front and on the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of got to take that off just because. It gets hot in there when I'm wearing that head, but... I do like wearing the, the strap of bullets. Yeah, you yeah. look good in it. Yeah, I'm ripped. Yeah, clearly. I'm totally, I'm totally buff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take another one from Alburn Elvis, and he says, the gun is good. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get that reference.
2: Yes, now I do. The gun is good. We won't tell you what is bad. You have to watch the movie to know what, what is bad. What is bad. Yep. We really mean this. It rhymes with meanness. <laughs> Hmm. And the last one is the Hammer Strikes. Randomly geeky stuff. That is our friend Gene Hendricks. And he said, well, if nothing else, it gave us Vartox. And he shared a picture of a comic book character called Vartox who looks
0: suspiciously Suspiciously. like Like me and my mankini.
2: Yes. He was ripped just like
0: you. Yeah.
2: I had never heard of Vartox until he shared that. But I was like, yeah. I've
0: seen it and heard of it. But yeah. There you have
2: it. Thanks for the feedback. A lot of people were talking about Zardoz.
0: And we appreciate it. Glad you guys enjoyed it. Well, with that, it's gonna bring us to the end of this episode of Pop Culture Posicast. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and much, much more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade network. Jazzy Jared. You're a fancy one. Where can they find that? Well,
2: Pat, I'm glad you asked. It can be found on iTunes, Google Play, most podcatchers. You can go directly to www.longboxcrusade.com. Or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Pappy Pat.
0: Thank you, Fancy Jared. <laughs> if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Jared. Sure.
2: I'm at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor, and YouTube. Just look for Yard Sale Artist in any of those places. You will find
0: me there. What about you, Pet? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Cristatos01. If you want to interact with the LBC crew
2: with live chat, be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles. Join us for our next episode of Doing It live stream over on YouTube and Twitter. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Please subscribe to Long Bucks Crusade on
0: YouTube and click the bell so you get reminder notifications when we go live. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Pop Culture Pazacast. We look forward to chatting with you again soon. And remember, the old Native American tale tells us, we each have two wolves that battle inside us, one positive and uplifting and one negative and burdensome. Which one wins, Pat? The one that's dressed like Kurt Clint. <laughs> <laughs> he did win. He did win. The one that you feed. Ow!
2: The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. get it started. Yeah, let's let's get, get it started. It started. Whoa, 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 Get
0: running awesome. and running and running and running and running <laughs> and running. And running.
2: <laughs> we don't. Need, we're doing our own effects tonight. <laughs>